0: Blaine and Mickey one zero four five the zone. hour number two of the Tuesday program. Hope you're having a great day, Coach Mack. Coming up in about twenty minutes. Uh, Titans have been off the practice field for a little longer than twenty minutes today, but uh, not practicing today. Although he was in uniform, and I saw uh, Teron T- Davenport had him like video of him running. He was just running sprints. Who Julio Jones?
1: Oh, who, Julio! Julio! Oh, he was running. He was running. I oh, okay. saw it with my own eyes. So he, so he Okay. He can run. Yeah, the, the Julio watch will begin. Are you <laughs> are you nervous about him? No, no, I'm not nervous about his ability. I am nervous that he's not practicing and getting the timing down with his quarterback. And that 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 makes me people just, you know, this is not uh flag football. This is not little league. You can't oh, I'm gonna just go out here and run right. Well, you may run routes differently. He likes to read your body language, and I'm not sure they've already gotten that down. Right. But I would sure like to see him practice uh, for more than a, a three or four days before a game, uh, you know, to build up that kind of chemistry. AJ Brown, I'm not too concerned with you. because I think they know each other. Mm-hmm. And if not, they can have a conversation and it's over. Right. Uh, so, yeah, just, when you're on a new team, it's a little bit different. I just feel like you should be out there. I don't know. He could be out for a good reason, but uh, hopefully he'll be back out there sooner or later and he, he gets back uh, all the way healthy. This from Jim White. He said, Derrick Henry
0: had his busiest practice day so far on Monday. Did all kinds of stuff in practice. Derrick Henry, busy. So he indirectly. did. He did team. Yep. And he apparently he and Big Jeff chirping at each other today a little bit.
1: Oh, they were? Yeah, so he
0: was out there late. It, it, and, oh. and Jim White's writing about practice. And, again, it happens while we're here, so that's something we can't do right now. But Jim White said, Big Jeff pointed out, hey, normally you're not out here in this time that practice. And so they – uh they had some words. Yeah, I,
1: I, don't, I don't think it was verbalized like that.
0: No, it wasn't. I'm I'm making it radio yeah. friendly, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, what happens is Big Jeff is going hard, and all of a sudden, uh, Henry comes to there, not paying attention to who's the running back, and all of a sudden, they may have ran into each other, and Henry didn't like it. And Big Jeff said, hey, man, this is how we roll. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you better get your pad level down, big guy. <laughs> yeah 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 we we're not bound down just gonna open the floodgates and let you just run right through the defense untouched that's not how it works you gotta work too you gotta get to work don't be mad we we thudded you up keep those legs churning as uh coach mac would say and keep it moving mm-hmm.
0: well he's keeping it moving uh this is again per Jim Wyatt. A number of Titans return to the practice field. AJ Brown. There's video of him doing stuff in individual. Jeff Swain. Nate Davis back. Ben Jones back. There's two offensive line starters. Denico yes. Autry, who I've been wanting to see. Like I was more excited maybe about Denico Autry just because I the thought of Denico Autry and Big Jeff together makes me smile. He's Ooh. back and,
1: and and Bud Dupree. Man, oh, I need to ask him if he's related to a friend of mine. Billy Joe Dupree? No, nah, not Billy Joe. <laughs> <This guy's laughs>
0: Cowboys like... fan growing up. You know I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: Billy Joe Dupree. This is a tight end, right? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt.
0: There it is again. Uh, Marcus Johnson back today. Matthias Farley back. And Kendall Lamb, a guy who has a chance also to be a starter, maybe a right tackle on this offensive line.
1: Ooh, the, the band is back together. Get I'm down. liking what I'm hearing. It's, just, yep. it's on, on its way. They got, uh, what, What three weeks till the first game? Two, again. And a half, Two and a half, I okay. guess, yeah. yeah. All right, well, good. They, they, they're revving up. The big boys, the starters, they're getting ready. Like it. Let's um, let's
0: take a quick call from Wayne here. And then on the other side, before we get to Coach Mack, I wanted you to hear from Shane Bowen. We're all liking what we're seeing from the defense. He got into that a little bit yesterday when he spoke to the media. So we'll hear from Wayne, then we'll hear from Shane. It's Wayne and Shane. Oh, the Wayne and Shane show. With Blaine.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wayne, thanks for calling the Mark Spain hotline. Oh, I my. you go to next week. <laughs>
2: we go to Tampa Bay and we win?
0: Yes, they win in Tampa Bay. Yeah,
2: it was. Yes, sir, we win in Tampa Bay. Right. You know what? You can break out Tom Brady or any of the guys. Baltimore, I don't care who you break out against. Sir. We can win. We have the team to win,
1: yes, we do this team will hopefully be on this road to the SB
2: Super. Bowl. you know what Blaine you was a major contributor you was you was an upfront you was three down winner guy, well, I think so, you. you know
1: they got some guys I now. I think they can get it done
2: I appreciate you getting in on on talking up the team. Wayne,
0: thank you for the call, man. And we appreciate you listening for sure. Wayne's excited about the defense. So is Shane. (laughs) This is Shane. And Swain. We'll play it for Blaine. Yeah, and Jeff (laughs) Swain. I can't stop. Here's Shane Bowen. Oh, my. Energy,
3: Passion, having fun out there, flying around. I think it's evident. You see the guys excited on the sidelines for their teammates. Um, We've been preaching the foundation, our identity, setting the standard and from top to bottom on our roster on the defensive side, I think guys are trying to play up to it right now. Um, So it's been encouraging. We got to continue like every day, like we got to come out here today and do the exact same thing. You can't just be Sunday. It doesn't happen that way. So um, every day we're focused on continuing to build that identity and have that mindset.
0: Blaine, I wrote down the word identity because that doesn't matter if it's your two or your threes, it doesn't matter who they're playing against. They've had an identity. In in this preseason so far, and again, we haven't seen Danico Autry. I get it. We haven't seen Bud Dupree. I get it. But the guys who are out there, they're swarming the ball. They're getting after the quarterback. The D line has been relentless. The pass rush from the from the outside linebackers is good. The coverage has been good. They've been tipping balls and getting turnovers. I don't care who's on the field. That's an identity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I love it because you know I think I probably was one of the few people early on seeing that the defense is dominating the offense, and there's a reason why. And it's because they've set the standard, this is how we're going to play, and it resonates throughout the whole defense. Then, regardless of first, second, or third team, as you were mentioning, in this preseason, it's a standard. And the the starters, whether they're playing or not, they practice. They need, they're need they holding the, you know, the backups up to that standard because guess what? They're going to need them. Yeah. They're going to need them throughout the season. Uh, so I, I really like what I'm seeing, and it's carrying over – And the next step is, let's see if it carries over. I know we have one more preseason game, but if it carries over to the regular season, and I believe it will. Uh, And it's funny how once you start getting pressure on the quarterback from outside, inside, all of a sudden the secondary starts to look, oh, they're playing aggressive. Oh, they're doing, yeah, because it works hand in hand together. As I said last year, and they weren't getting pressure and the guys weren't covering. So they start pressing. Uh, to to force plays and make plays when just let those plays just happen and come to you, and it will because of the pressure that they're put on the quarterback, regardless of who's out there from the front four who's blitzing or not. It it doesn't even matter. Everybody looks the same. To take off jersey numbers and names, they are hunting, yeah. and that that defense they haven't changed, they haven't lost a step. And you know, I, I love hearing Big Jeff. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming that he thudded up Henry, and Henry didn't like it. Yep. Guess what? We don't bow down to the king. No, you the king against everybody else. Against us, we're we going we gonna, to make you better, and we're going to have a standard on here, and we're going to thud you up. Now, nobody's diving at his knees right. or anything like They're that. they being smart. Right, but, yeah. but we're going to thud you up. Right. Hey, you need to work on getting your pad level down, king. Yeah, so that's, that's how it has to be, out of mutual respect. Yeah, I like, like hearing... Uh Hearing
0: that about Big Jeff too, because you want that guy to just take off, because it seems like he's got all the ability to do it. Oh,
1: yet. I'm, I'm waiting, and it's funny. Everybody's counting the horse before he's arrived as a, in the totality of a player, he has all the talent. Uh, you know, it's like saying Justin Fields. Oh, he's going to be a great quarterback. Well, we don't know quite yet. Let's see him do it first. Right. Yeah. Let's see Simmons get five, six sacks in a season. Let alone continue to do what he's doing. In in the rush game. And that may happen now that you have Audrey and some other players around him to help free up one-on-ones. And I feel like he will. But you definitely have to get after the quarterback. So I want to see him rush the passer a little bit more polished in in his technique. And if that happens, uh uh-oh, everything that everybody's saying, that will happen. And he's got the motivation, too, and the drive. So he has all the characteristics and the talent. Uh, So let's see if it can actually happen. Sometimes, you know, people said that about Kleining, I'm sure, when he came out. First pick of the draft. He'll never live up being the first first pick of the draft. Now it'll never happen. So we we'll, hopefully it will with Big Jeff. No
0: doubt. Uh, we got Big Mac coming up. Coach Mac, right on the other side of this break. He's been in practice. We'll ask him what he saw today. Titans got one exhibition game left, and it's time to roll in the regular season. The latest thoughts from Coach Dave McGinnis. That's next on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey one zero four five the zone. When you hear that music, it only means one thing. It means Coach Dave McGinnis is set to join us. <laughs> coach, we're we're two yeah. games into into the preseason, and I get it. It's twos against twos, and there's not really game planning and all that stuff. But I will say this: Shane Bowen spoke yesterday. He talked about the identity of this defense, and to me, is an id an identity is an identity. Coach, it doesn't matter if your twos are playing or your threes. I love what I've seen from this defense so far, and I love the identity of the defense.
2: Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Just got off the practice field. Uh, I mean, absolutely, but they've been talking about this identity and, and trying to establish it with the people that they brought back in and then you know trying to reaffirm it during the off season. And I, we saw it all during the off season. And I mean, you've got a guy sitting right there that knows that you have to establish an identity on defense. Before you're going to be able to do anything. And, and 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 you do it, you do it as a group, and everybody has to buy into it. So I think the biggest thing that I enjoyed out of that last game, guys, was when Mike Vrabel, you know told the vets that weren't dressed out you have a choice you can either fully dress and stand here and support these guys or if you're not dressed you can watch the game from the from the from the dressing room on television and of course everybody dressed out but just to see the excitement that the vets have when these younger players are making the plays and then like today today was a very spirited practice the last two days i mean there has been a lot of energy at these practices and that's not something that's false it's not it, it, it's not false enthusiasm and that's the only way that you can play defense. It's the only way you can play.
0: Uh, Coach, I heard you talking about that actually on the broadcast where you and Mike Keith were talking about guys being dressed, and you said, I did the same thing. You said, I want guys involved.
2: Well, yeah, and, and especially, you know, when you get down to to, to this game because now we're approaching the real thing. You know, the first the first ball games are like the first two when I, when I was doing it, you know, the and, and especially in a – the 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 home ball games I wasn't too worried about it but when you're on the road it's just you against the whole city right and so you want all your group there and the group and they took everybody down there because the practices were really beneficial for those the, the week that we were down there and so i mean it's a team thing and i mean everybody was involved in it and you you have to win ball games you have to win games but you have to have an underground uh swell of a lot of attitude before you ever can coalesce and come together to win games, and I like I I like what I see what they are doing in that aspect of it.
0: Coach Dave McGinnis on with us for his weekly visit. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. You need great health care coverage at affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered, just like Coach Mac has us covered right now on Blaine and Mickey.
1: Well, Coach Mac, you know it's kind of good to hear that uh, Vrabel's not at practice. Uh, with with the COVID situation that practice kind of turned up a notch that shows you that they're being pros pro and they know what they're supposed to do to go out there and play at the Titan way and, uh, you know, uh, bringing the intensity knowing that the preseason is coming to an end for some of these vets. That's a great point, Blaine.
2: And, and you know, this, uh, that, that is very, very important. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where the head coach has been absent. No, I mean, I've been in that situation When I was on Mike Ditka's staff and he suffered a heart attack during the season, and you know who, you know, and of course it was during the season, so we already had our roster set, but you know who sets the tone when the head coach is not there for an unusual situation is the vets, all right? The vets set the tone and they say, hey, look, this is not like a substitute teacher day, you know, where you can kind of just. Go off the rails. We need to concentrate on what we're concentrating on. Craig Ackerman did a great job of being the guy that, and plus he's got two, you know, former head coaches on his staff and the coaching staff really did a nice job. It was very spirited. And as you say, to me, what that shows, first of all, it, it shows the right type of leadership that you have on your coaching staff and it shows the right type of leadership that you have in your locker room. That's what I took from that, Blaine, and you're completely right on that.
1: How much do you take away? The defense is playing, playing. Uh, the two days that I was out of practice, they impressed me. Right. Uh, you know, during the last couple of weeks, and then they're playing really well in the preseason games. How much do you take away from that? Not giving up a touchdown. I don't want to jinx them, regardless. But they're playing with that kind of tenacity and flying around, but also smart and doing their responsibilities. So how much do you kind of pull away as a coach looking at the tape saying, you know, this is going to carry over for sure in the regular season?
2: Well, I mean, a lot, because that's what you've been preaching this whole off season, and that's what you've been working on every day in practice. You know, the days you were there, it, it has been just the same. And, Blaine, I know you can speak to this, and I will speak to this for our listeners. You've been involved with some great defenses in the National Football League, and so have I. And I tell you one thing that was always a real common trait of the great defenses I've been involved with. They were loud. They talked. They talked consistently and constantly about what was going on. And they, they, they brought the energy, first of all, by just, you know, everybody getting to the ball. But they also brought the energy by communicating with each other, you know, between snaps and before the snap and during what was going on. If you've got a silent defense, you're always concerned as a coach because then you know they're trying to think about what to do. Now this group is playing fast, but they are talking. They are a loud defense, and I like that.
1: Yeah, Coach, I mean, man, I get pumped up and jacked up being a defensive guy and you're a defensive guy just to see how they're practicing and then it's carrying over into the game, whether whoever's starting at the first string, second string, or the third string, guys, it's a a culture and it's a climate that – it's encouraged by by the leadership, uh, not only from the coaches but from the leaders on the team. So I'm really excited about playing the Bears this weekend because Fields is going to be the starting quarterback, and he is a really good athlete, as we all know, and he can move around and scramble a lot. And I think that's kind of preparing them. You could tell me for the you know early in the season when they face Kyler Murray as well as uh, you know Russell Wilson early in the season where these guys who can, you know, ad-lib and and make the play longer, I think this is a good precursor to, you know, helping them get ready for the regular season. Well, that's a great point. And, and again, uh, you make a great point, Blaine, for for
2: a couple of reasons. First of all, we are going to play some off-schedule quarterbacks early in this season. You know, they can really do damage. Uh, Going into that Atlanta game, you know, I don't think they were ever – they didn't ever – they did not prepare for Felipe Franks. And he got away from that third and fourth group. And so they will have worked on some things this week, clearly with an off-schedule quarterback. And the points you make, you know, Justin Fields I think is going to be a nice quarterback in this league. But the biggest thing he has going for him right now is his athleticism. And this is going to be a very good precursor is the right word for what they're going to face. And I I think – they'll be more prepared for that type of quarterback than they were when Felipe Frank showed up late in that ball game in Atlanta.
1: I I don't know if you've been watching, and I'm I'm not completely accurate all the way around on this because I haven't watched all the games, but it seems like the AFC is a a stronger conference in the preseason than the NFC. I I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, as coaches, staffs, ever kind of look at that or does that even mean anything at this point?
2: Well, you know, I've really I've really been watching I've really been watching uh, who our first three opponents are going to be in my preseason games. You know, yeah. you know watching, you know what, what is going on. I think it's hard to tell overall about the strengths of the of the conferences in the preseason. I just know that that you know what I have been watching with the teams that we are going to play early in the season, they've got some decent depth cuz that's what you're watching right now Blaine in the first two weeks is depth of these football teams, and you know as well as I do, once that season starts and you get that active roster set and you get that Sunday roster set, you've got to have depth available that can come in and stay on par with what's going on in a real game.
1: Well, Coach Mack is always on par giving us the Mack attack.
0: Coach, what would your strategy have been on a three-game preseason as far as how much you would play, and not somebody maybe coming back from injured, but a healthy starter because we've seen a bunch of different teams handle it a bunch of different ways. How do you think you would have
2: done it? well I don't know. I think it would have depend it would depend on on three factors, Mickey the age of my team, the health of my team, and how many players, and specifically how I wanted to develop the younger players as far as because you've only got three you need you need I think they need all the time on the field you can get now. The thing that also I think is a mitigating factor in that, in the coach's process is you're going to have an extra week before you play. You basically have a bye week before the season this year. And so that to me figures into it quite a bit too. And I think all of those factors are different for each team. That's why I really believe you are seeing the different approaches by different clubs this year. So I think that would have been a decision I would have started making, depending on where my club was in some of those circumstances and those instances that I just brought up, Mickey.
0: That's good stuff, Coach. Uh, all the factors, I appreciate that. I wanted to ask you this, too, because as people watch preseason games and the discussion starts to become like, okay, they've got to cut down so many people on this date and this date. What were the discussions like in an NFL building between coaches, GM, staff, scouts, everybody who who talks about these guys as far as cutting one guy versus another and the chances one guy could maybe pass through waivers and get to your practice squad and another guy couldn't? Did that come up because it comes up with broadcasters?
2: Yeah. Mickey, those are very detailed discussions, and all of those factors figure in. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what figures into it, too. I mean, your pro personnel department is big in that because they're, they're scanning all of the rosters, you know, constantly. So they know when somebody's looking for something. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you know Atlanta's looking for a backup quarterback, right? Yes, I mean, sir. you know that. And so th- that goes on uh, with all the other 31 teams that, that, that the Titans Pro Personnel Department will be looking at, and that very much, that factors into it, and then, then plus how close you think the two people that, are, that you're thinking about, that you're comparing to one another, go. It also depends about the numbers at certain positions that you have on your roster right now. It depends on the injured players and when you think they are coming back how long their timeline is as to what you might keep early. It also depends on how much you think you can get by with going through the first week and then picking up or bringing back some veterans as to where, you know, their contracts, not guaranteed through the season. All of that stuff is gone through in great detail with a fine tooth comb daily right now,
1: man. Good stuff. Inside information here from coach Mack on Blaine and Mickey. (laughs) Well, with all that being said at the running back position, yeah, man, Sergeant, who yes. you mentioned a couple, you know, games ago, saying, hey, we better watch out for this kid. Man, watch out is an understatement. He has an outside shot of making the roster, depending on what you were talking about, whether, uh, you know, some guys are healthy or not, Uh when you're referring to Darrington Evans, if he can stay healthy. And then on another note, as a coach and a scout, you know, how are you viewing Darrington Evans with his injury history here in his first two years in the league, and I don't know if it's major or not. It didn't seem to be, but uh, you know, dang, how much do you take that into account as well?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, his the injuries that he's had were none of them were were, were his fault, right? I mean, they weren't. So it's it just you know whether a, a guy just has bad luck. I mean, the hamstrings, you know, the hamstrings, you could you could you could understand because that went on around the league uh, for a lot of rookies when you did not have the preseasons and he did not have the the off-season work. You could understand that soft tissue. The knee, you know, with non-contact, that's just bad luck. So I don't think you hold that against him. What you do, though, and I told Mike Keith this before in our broadcast, when we opened the broadcast, he asked me what positions would I be looking at you know, in the game against Tappan, I said, you know, the running back position because one and two would not be in there. So two, three, and four move up to one, two, and three. And now let's see who takes advantage of it. And right now Sargent has taken, look, he's done nothing. He's done nothing to hurt his chances. I will say that. Has he done enough to, to make the football team or to put himself in that conversation? I can't say that because I haven't been in those personnel meetings, but I know this, just during the ball games that he's had a chance, he's done nothing to hurt himself and you know, not only playing, you know, from you know, from the running back position, both running and catching, but also on special teams. After that touchdown that he caught on that roll boot, I mean he was on the kickoff team the next you know, the next play. So he has done nothing, Blaine, to hurt his chances. I will say that.
1: Now you could have been, you know, that you missed out on this, but have you watched him in uh pass blocking sets and how well has he done pass blocking whether it's at practice or in the games?
2: Still needs to still needs to work on it just like all uh, backs coming out of college do. You know, two things, two things that really that starting players are really not asked to do in in collegiate football. A running back is not asked to block very much at all because (laughs) most of it's five out stuff most of it's quick stuff and plus the blitz schemes aren't as aren't as involved the protection schemes don't change as quickly at the line of scrimmage and aren't as involved as they are in the national football league that's number one learning who to block is one of the bigger things okay that that and then nobody nobody that comes here except that's why i like i mean racy mcmath Played on special teams at LSU because there was just a line of receivers ahead of him, and he wanted to get on the field. But most guys that that, that come into this league have not done a lot of special teams work because the yeah, the punt team is completely different. You know, in, in college, it's 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 not the same punt formations, it's not the same punt rules uh, that you have that you have in a collegiate game, and so the, it's completely it's completely different in those two areas. But you ask me about his pass protection, still needs work.
0: Coach Matt giving us the MAG attack. Hey, I know you love to take phone calls, Coach, and Calvin in Cheatham County is on line one, and he wants to talk to Coach Matt. Calvin, welcome in and say hey to Coach Matt.
2: I always appreciate you time, fellas. Uh, I just want to ask Coach, man, I mean, we're, we're seeing the struggles, the, the, the Dylan Radins, Radins, however you say his last name. I'm sure, sure. he's a great That's fella. right right. Uh, I mean, do you see him coming around? I mean, would this be – I know you're former head coach for the Cardinals and everywhere else, man. Would that be frustrating knowing that the GM spent a second-round pick on something that's not necessarily going to be available to help the team right off the rip? And you have a blessed day. No, not at all. Not at all. Thanks for the, yeah, thanks for the question. And it's legit. But, look, you've got to have patience with all of these rookies. I mean, just like I had a friend at Cincinnati call me and say, Coach, did – did, did you watch this Jamar Chase in college? Is he any good? Because he had three drops the other day, right? And I yep. said, stop. S-T-O-P. Just give, these guys, give these guys time to soak. They need time to soak. I mean, that is just that is just the truth. And Ravens has been put into a situation because of the injuries. I mean, the, uh, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel brought 17 offensive linemen to camp because they knew that they were going to manage Taylor, they were going to manage Roger Saffold, they were going to manage Ben Jones. So they brought, they brought three full lines plus two extra just so that they could be settled in. Well, one position group always hits the injury bug. It's just the offensive line for the Titans this year. So now Dylan Radens not only is he a rookie, but he's having to play multiple positions because their numbers are down. Here's the other thing. Dylan Radens played one game in, in, in in his final year because of COVID. Played one game against Central Arkansas, I believe. And then when I saw him out there practicing against Tampa Bay, I told Mike Keith, when he was playing guard and and Sue was lined up on him, I said, I'll bet and Sue wasn't playing at Central Arkansas. Okay? <laughs> so there's, there, they, he's got to learn. learn. He's on a learning curve right now. He's, he's going to help this team this year. He's on a learning curve. But part of learning in the National Football League, part of learning is painful. It's painful. It's painful at any position. I mean, because you are, you are put into a completely different world now, and it, it's, a, it's a timeline that you have to continue to keep grinding on, and you have to be willing to fail before you ever learn how to excel as a player in this league.
0: Coach, before we let you go, um, we know that you're a guy who certainly spent time around Floyd Reese, and uh, we we lost Mr. Reese this week. He was special to a lot of people. Just wanted to give you a, a chance to maybe give a thought or two on a, a guy that we know that you knew well.
2: He was a football. He was an NFL football guy through and through. I knew Floyd in '86 when he was still a linebacker coach down at the Houston Oilers, and then you know when I came here, he was the GM. Uh, You know, when when I was hired here, he was always, you know, very, very good to me. He was a pro. He was a a professional, and he he understood it. He loved the National Football League. He loved the Oilers slash Titans. Look, much respect for Floyd. He was a friend. Uh, He was a colleague, and and he was a guy. As I say, the, 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 the ultimate respect that I can pay to anybody that works in this league as a player or a coach or an administrator is to say, they were a true pro. Uh, Floyd Reese was a pro's pro. God bless him, and God bless Sally you know, and, and his family. Uh, we, we lost a really, really good person way too soon.
0: Coach, thank you for sharing your thoughts, and, and thank you, as always, for just more great stuff. We love talking to you every week.
2: Guys, it's always my pleasure. See you.
0: Yes, sir, yeah, Coach, Coach Mack, uh, giving us the Mack attack, as always. When we come back, Uh, Todd, a question we've been wondering about timing with Julio Jones uh, and these vets maybe who haven't played too much. Offense, not a lot of snaps together. Todd Downing addressed that after practice today. We'll hear from the Titans OC next here on Blaine & Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey getting ready to wrap things up. We'll hand the reins to 3HL next. Uh, Todd Downing speaking to the press today after practice. And uh, Lucas, Johnny on the spot. We've all been wondering about Julio and some of these vets being okay without getting a lot of practice reps together. Lucas getting audio together, so we should have that in just a second. I think that's... Been a question that's been curious to us just because, again, Julio, a few snaps in practice early on in training camp, and that was it. He fell awkwardly yeah. one day, and they bubble-wrapped that dude after that. Yeah,
1: I, I was one of the guys there because, especially the receiver position, you can't just go out there and all of a sudden have it automatically. It doesn't happen. You have to develop that over time, and sometimes sooner than later for some guys, but you always want to make sure you have that down on the same page before you get into the heat of the battle.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh I go again, now that's in my head, I keep saying, I can't stop saying no doubt, no doubt. It's okay. I love the band, no doubt, as well. Uh, And I have no doubt that this will be interesting right now from Todd Downing talking about how guys can have, you know, get things down without a lot of reps.
3: Yeah, they're both vets. They're both pros. They handle their job um, with extreme professionalism. I'm confident that they will do everything that's needed to be on the same page uh, by the time we kick off. And as I mentioned earlier, as as Julio is allowed to do more and more, we'll take full advantage of the, those opportunities. Uh, and they know that we have, you know, ways to go before we're clicking on all cylinders. So uh, I, I'm confident that their professionalism will shine through.
0: So he's saying, hey, they're vets. Let's just trust the vets.
1: Is that good? They're vets. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean he really <laughs> didn't have a choice but to, you know, believe in that. And what he's saying is they're pros, pro. Hopefully we get it sooner than later, but as soon as he starts to practice, that'll be a focus of emphasis, and they, they'll get it done. Uh, but us not knowing the injury and not really knowing how long he was going to be out, to me, was a concern uh, because we are just kind of unaware. They could at least give us the, the hockey analogy, lower body or upper body. Uh, we have no idea what extent of his injury he is. So, yeah, uh, you can only talk about so much and go over film about what you're going to do, but until you're in the heat of the fire... Uh, do you know what you're really going to do? Because those things kind of change, and that's player to player, uh, really. The coaches can only take you so far. Ultimately, you have to take ownership that this is our group and this is what we do as an offensive when we get out here and we're only the one, The coaches can't execute and can't play for us. We have to do it. So that's really the concern. But once they start practicing, as we see, a lot of the vets are now starting to practice. You know, right here at the tail end of the preseason, they feel like they have almost two weeks to get ready. Uh, I think uh, they, that's plenty of time to get the timing down to make sure everybody's on the same page.
0: And what Blaine is referring to, if you're just joining us, Derek Henry had his busiest practice yet per Jim Wyatt. Um, A.J. Brown was back, did some individual stuff. Jeff Swain back, Nate Davis back, Ben Jones back, Marcus Johnson back, uh, Kendall Lamb also. So a bunch of these guys back on the practice field. Good to hear. Yeah, that's real good. Uh, Lucas, I know you sent me a list of audio you've got. We've all been wondering about this backup quarterback situation, Woodside and Barkley. uh, Apparently, Todd Downing also got into that today. Let's hear what he says about the backup quarterback battle.
3: To watch those guys work together, Uh, you know, they they complement one another. You know, they bounce ideas off of one another. Uh, It's really a good dynamic in the room. You know, there's no distraction uh, because of the competition. You know, speaking specifically to Matt, I think he's done a nice job of working hard to be more comfortable with the system, with the verbiage. Um, they understand that, that, you know, the Tampa uh, week caused a, a little bit of a um, kind of diluted exposure for them in the playbook, if you will. You know, there's some plays that Matt went out and ran that he didn't run in practice, and same with Logan. You know, so as those guys get more comfortable with the system, Matt in particular, you know, I think that competition will continue to get uh, tighter and tighter, and it'll be fun to see who comes out ahead.
0: Logan Woodside, Blaine, we talk about this. He's like Twinkies after a nuclear war. He just keeps outlasting everything around him. But he's met his match with Matt Barkley. And we know who Barkley is. He's been in the league seven, eight years now. But he's, as you have pointed out a couple times, the guy's been here like two weeks, and he's really done a a nice job running the
1: offense. Mm -hmm. Like in two weeks, okay, yeah, I got it. I don't know if there's some correlation of where, you know, another offense that he ran, but to get up to speed that's quickly and then now make it a competition, to me, leads to he will be the backup. And guess what? The worst-case scenario, Woodside is, is on the practice squad or that, you know, quarterback that doesn't dress, and you know, for COVID situations, he's still going to be available. I just, man, Barkley looked that good to me in Tampa Bay on some of those throws, and he – I want to see Woodside throw it down the field. Like, let, let's see you let it fly. Let it, open it up a little bit. Uh, play a little looser instead of structured and not to make a mistake. Right. Uh, sometimes you can overcoach that and that gets stuck in the quarterback's head and feel like, okay, I'm going to still make the team if I'm, I play conservative and don't make mistakes and play within the offense. Well, I think Barkley's the guy that's really confident. Hey, I'm a, I'm a slinger. Like, I don't know if Woodside would have made that throw to – The Kenzie, Kenzie. I mean, I I just don't, I don't know, you know, but that was a rope, a great catch, but man, what a great throw. So I want to see Woodside do some of those things as well. He's been here long enough. Let's see it. Are you worried if you cut
0: Woodside that that Arthur Smith would be like, Hey man, I'm going to go ahead and cut Josh Rosen, who they actually signed today. And I'm going to go ahead and bring Logan in because I know he knows my stuff.
1: Well, you don't ever worry about another organization. You worrying about your organization and about who's the best player to help you win. And right now I think it's a, probably a draw, but I'd, I'd lean towards Barkley because I think he'll get better yeah. over time. Uh, first of all, they've already picked up Josh Rosen, uh, the the Falcons. So, yeah, I, I'm never – if I'm a GM or a coach, I'm never worried about somebody getting picked up because if we decide to go in a different direction, uh, then maybe he'll be out there later down the road. If not, we keep it moving. He does know the offense, but – uh, Barkley's picked it up pretty quickly and has done a solid job too. At the same time, so always trying to get your best fifty three. If he is not including that, I'm, I'm not worried about somebody picking him up because he knows the offense and worked with the player before. That's regardless. You don't. You can't think like that. If you do, then you're thinking like a loser. I like that.
0: Uh, and the other thing is this, um, and and you've brought this up. You want veteran backups everywhere on a team that can win a Super Bowl. You want as you've said this. I want as many vets as I can get. I need yeah. vets. Now
1: they got something left in the tank. Yeah, because they're going we're gonna need air. All men on deck. Help you get to that Super Bowl. Some guys going to have to play two or three games to help you through the fort while your superstars are, are banged up or injured.
0: And a 17-game season. We'll get on this uh, all again tomorrow as we join you on Wednesday. But right now, it's time for 3HL next here on The Zone.
1: Happy Tuesday! And what, Mickey? Peace!